chapter nine verses twenty three through thirty eight and when jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise he said unto them give place for the maid is not dead but sleepeth and they laughed him to scorn but when the people were put forth he went in and took her by the hand and the maid arose and the fame hereof went abroad into all that land gloss after the healing of the woman with the issue of blood follows the raising of the dead and when jesus was come into the ruler's house chrysostom we may suppose that he proceeded slowly and spake longer to the woman whom he had healed that he might suffer the maid to die and thus an evident miracle of restoring to life might be wrought in the case of lazarus also he waited till the third day and when he saw the minstrels and the people making a noise this was a proof of her death ambrose for by the ancient custom minstrels were engaged to make lamentation for the dead chrysostom but christ put forth all the pipers but took in the parents that it might not be said that he had healed her by any other means and before the restoring to life he excites their expectations by his words and he said give place for the maid is not dead but sleepeth Bede. as though he had said to you she is dead but to god who has power to give life she sleeps only both in body and soul chrysostom by this saying he soothes the minds of those that were present and shows that it is easy to him to raise the dead the like he did in the case of lazarus our friend lazarus sleepeth this was also a lesson to them not to be afraid of death forasmuch as he himself should also die he made his disciples learn in the persons of others confidence in patient endurance of death for when he was near death was but as sleep when he had said this they mocked him and he did not rebuke their mocking that this mocking and the pipes and all other things might be a proof of her death for oftentimes at his miracles when men would not believe he convicted them by their own answers as in the case of lazarus when he said where have ye laid him so that they that answered come and see and he stinketh for he hath now been dead four days could no longer disbelieve that he had raised a dead man jerome they that had mocked the reviver were not worthy to behold the mystery of the revival and therefore it follows and when the multitude was put forth he entered and took her by the hand and the maid arose chrysostom he restored her to life not by bringing in another soul but by recalling that which had departed and as it were raising it from sleep and through this sight preparing the way for belief of the resurrection and he not only restores her to life but commands food to be given to her as the other evangelists relate that that which was done might be seen to be no delusion and the fame of him went abroad into all that country gloss the fame namely of the greatness and novelty of the miracle and its established truth so that it could not be supposed to be a forgery hilary mystically the lord enters the ruler's house that is the synagogue throughout which there resounded in the songs of the law a strain of wailing jerome to this day the damsel lies dead in the ruler's house and they that seem to be teachers are but minstrels singing funeral dirges the jews also are not the crowd of believers but of people making a noise 
but when the fullness of the Gentiles shall come in, then all Israel shall be saved. Hilary, but that the number of the elect might be known to be but few out of the whole body of believers, the multitude is put forth. The Lord indeed would that they should be saved, but they mocked at his sayings and actions, and so were not worthy to be made partakers of his resurrection. Jerome, he took her by the hand, and the maid arose, because if the hands of the Jews, which are defiled with blood, are not first cleansed, their synagogue, which is dead, shall not revive. Hilary, his fame went about into all that country, that is, the salvation of the elect, the gift and works of Christ are preached. Rabban, morally the damsel dead in the house is the soul dead in thought. He says that she is asleep, because they that are now asleep in sin may yet be roused by penitence. The minstrels are flatterers who cherish the dead. Gregory, the multitude are put forth, that the damsel may be raised. For unless the multitude of the worldly cares is first banished from the secrets of the heart, the soul which is laid dead within cannot rise again. Rabban, the maiden is raised in the house with few to witness, the young man without the gate, and Lazarus in the presence of many, for a public scandal requires a public expiation, the less notorious a lesser remedy, and secret sins may be done away by penitence. Verses 27 through 31. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou, son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto him, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched ye their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. Jerome. The miracles that had gone before of the ruler's daughter and the woman with the issue of blood are now followed by that of two blind men, that what death and disease had there witnessed, that blindness might now witness. And as Jesus passed thence, that is, from the ruler's house, there followed him two blind men, crying and saying, Have mercy on us, thou son of David. Chrysostom. Here is no small charge against the Jews, that these men, having lost their sight, yet believed by means of their hearing only, while they who had sight would not believe the miracles that were done. Observe their eagerness. They do not simply come to him, but with crying and asking for nothing but mercy. They call him Son of David, because it seemed to be a name of honor. Rigmig, rightly they call him Son of David, because the Virgin Mary was of the line of David. Jerome, let Marcion and Manichaeus and the other heretics who mangle the Old Testament hear this, and learn that the Savior is called the Son of David. For if he was not born in the flesh, how is he the Son of David? Chrysostom, observe that the Lord oftentimes desired to be asked to heal, that none should think that he was eager to seize an occasion of display. Jerome, yet were they not healed by the wayside, and in passing as they had thought to be. But when he was entered into the house, they come unto him. And first their faith is made proof of, that so they may receive the light of the true faith. 
and when he was come into the house the blind men came unto him and jesus said unto them believe ye that i am able to do this chrysostom here again he teaches us to exclude the desire of fame because there was a house hard by he takes them there to heal them apart rigmig he who was able to give sight to the blind was not ignorant whether they believed but he asked them in order that the faith which they bear in their hearts being confessed by their mouth might be made deserving of a higher reward according to that of the apostle by the mouth confession is made unto salvation chrysostom and not for this reason only but that he might make manifest that they were worthy of healing and that none might object that if mercy alone saved then ought all to be saved therefore also he requires faith of them that he may thereby raise their thoughts higher they had called him the son of david therefore he instructs them that they should think higher things of him thus he does not say to them believe ye that i can ask the father but believe ye that i am able to do this they say unto him yea lord they call him no more son of david but exalt him higher and confess his dominion then he lays his hands upon them as it follows then he touched their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you this he says confirming their faith and testifying that what they had said were not words of flattery then follows the cure and their eyes were opened and after this his injunction that they should tell it to no man and this not a simple command but with much earnestness and jesus straightly charged them saying see that no man know it but they went forth and spread abroad the fame of him through the whole country jerome the lord from humility shunning the fame of his glorious works give them this charge that they from gratitude cannot be silent respecting so great benefit chrysostom that he said to another man go and proclaim the glory of god is not contrary to this for what he would teach is that we should hinder those that would commend us for ourselves but when it is the lord's glory that is to be praised we ought not to forbid but to promote it ourselves hilary or he enjoins silence on the blind men because to preach was the apostle's office gregory we must inquire how this is that the almighty whose will and power are coextensive should have here willed that his excellent works should be hid in silence and is yet preached against his will as it were by these men who have received their sight it is only that he herein has left an example to his servants who follow him that they should desire their own good deeds to be hid and that notwithstanding they should be made known against their will that others may profit by their example they should then be hid by design and published of compulsion their concealment is by our own watchfulness their betrayal is for others profit rigmig allegorically these two blind men are denoted the two nations of jews and gentiles or the two nations of the jewish race in the time of roboham his kingdom was split into two parts out of both nations such as believed on him christ gave sight to be in the house by which is understood the church for without the unity of the church no man can be saved 
and they of the jews who had believed the lord's coming spread the knowledge thereof throughout the whole earth robin the house of the ruler is the synagogue which was ruled by moses the house of jesus is the heavenly jerusalem as the lord passed through this world and was returning to his own house two blind men followed him that is when the gospel was preached by the apostles many of the jews and gentiles began to follow him but when he ascended into heaven then he entered his house that is into the confession of one faith which is in the catholic church and in that they were enlightened verses thirty two through thirty five as they went out behold they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil and when the devil was cast out the dumb spake and the multitudes marveled saying it was never so seen in israel but the pharisees said he casteth out devils through the prince of the devils and jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people rigmig observed the beautiful order of his miracles how after he had given sight to the blind he restored speech to the dumb and healed the possessed of the demon by which he shows himself the lord of power and the author of the heavenly medicine for it was said by isaiah then shall the eyes of the blind be opened the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped and the tongue of the dumb loosed whence it is said when they were gone forth they brought unto him a man dumb and possessed with a demon jerome the greek word here is more frequent in common speech in the sense of deaf but it is the manner of scripture to use it indifferently as either chrysostom this was not a mere natural defect but was from the malignity of the demon therefore he needed to be brought of others for he could not ask anything of others as living without voice and the demon chaining his spirit together with his tongue therefore christ does not require faith of him but immediately healed his disorder as it follows and when the demon was cast out the dumb spake hilary the natural order of things is here preserved the demon is first cast out and there the functions of the members proceed and the multitude marveled saying it was never so seen in israel chrysostom they set him thus above others because he not only healed but with such ease and quickness and cured diseases both infinite in number and in quality incurable this most grieved the pharisees that they set him before all others not only those that then lived but all who had lived before on which account it follows but the pharisees said he casteth out demons through the prince of demons rigmig thus the scribes and pharisees denied such of the lord's miracles as they could deny and such as they could not they explained by an evil interpretation according to that in the multitude of thy excellency thy enemies shall lie unto thee chrysostom and what can be more foolish than this speech of theirs for it cannot be pretended that one demon would cast out another for they are wont to consent with one another's deeds and not to be at variance among themselves but christ not only cast out demons but heals the lepers raised the dead forgave sins preached the kingdom of god and brought men to the father which a demon neither could nor would do 
Rabban, figuratively, as in the two blind men, were denoted both nations, Jews and Gentiles. So in the man, dumb and afflicted, with the demon is denoted the whole human race. Hilary, or by the dumb and deaf and demoniac, is signified the Gentile world, needing health in every part. For sunken evil of every kind, they are afflicted with disease of every part of the body. Rigmig, for the Gentiles were dumb, not being able to open their mouth in the confession of the true faith and the praises of their Creator, or because, in paying worship to dumb idols, they were made like unto them. They were afflicted with a demon, because, by dying in unbelief, they were made subject to the power of the devil. Hilary, but by the knowledge of God, the frenzy of superstition being chased away, the sight, the hearing, and the word of salvation is brought into them. Jerome, as the blind receive light, so the tongue of the dumb is loosed, that he may confess him whom before he denied. The wonder of the multitude is the confession of the nations. The scoff of the Pharisees is the unbelief of the Jews, which is to this day. Hilary, the wonder of the multitude is followed up by the confession. It was never so seen in Israel, because he for whom there was no help under the law is saved by the power of the word. Rigmig, they who brought the dumb to be healed by the Lord, signify the apostles and preachers, who brought the Gentile people to be saved before the face of divine mercy. Augustine, this account of the two blind men and the dumb demon is read in Matthew only. The two blind men of whom the others speak are not the same as these, though something similar was done with them. So that even if Matthew had not recorded their cure, he might have seen that this present narrative was a different transaction. And this we ought diligently to remember, that many actions of our Lord are very much like one another, but are proved not to be the same action, by being both related at different times by the same evangelist. So that when we find cases in which one is recorded by one evangelist and another by another, and some difference which we cannot reconcile between their accounts, we should suppose that they are like but not the same events. Verses 36 through 38. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers unto his harvest. Chrysostom. The Lord would refute by actions the charge of the Pharisees, who said, He casteth out demons by the prince of demons. For a demon, having suffered rebuke, does not return good but evil to those who have not shown him honor. But the Lord, on the other hand, when he has suffered blasphemy and calumny, not only does not punish, but does not utter a hard speech. Yea, he shows kindness to them that did it. As it here follows, and Jesus went about all their towns and villages. Herein he teaches us not to return accusations to them that accuse us, but kindness. For he that ceases to do good because of accusation shows that his good has been done because of men. But if for God's sake you do good to your fellow servants, you will not cease from doing good whatever they do, that your reward may be greater. Jerome, observe how equally in villages, cities, and towns, 
that is, to great as well as small, he preaches the gospel, not respecting the might of the noble, but the salvation of those that believe. It follows, teaching in their synagogues. This was his meat, going about to do the will of his father, and saving by his teaching such as yet believe not. Gloss. He taught in their synagogues the gospel of the kingdom, as it follows, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, rigmig, understand of God, for though temporal blessings are also proclaimed, yet they are not called the gospel. Hence the law is not called the gospel, because to such as kept it, it held out not heavenly but earthly goods. Jerome, he first preached and taught, and then proceeded to heal sicknesses, that the works might convince those who would not believe the words. Hence it follows, healing every sickness and every disease, for to him alone nothing is impossible. Gloss. By disease we may understand complaints of long-standing, by sickness any lesser infirmity. Rigmig. It should be known that those whom he healed outwardly in their bodies, he also healed inwardly in their souls. Others cannot do this of their own power, but can by God's grace. Chrysostom. Nor does Christ's goodness rest here, but he manifests his care for them, opening the bowels of his mercy towards them, whence it follows, and seeing the multitudes, he had compassion upon them. Rigmig. Herein Christ shows in himself the disposition of the good shepherd, and not that of the hireling. Why he pitied them is added, because they were troubled, and sick as sheep that have no shepherd, troubled either by demons or by diverse sicknesses and infirmities, gloss, or troubled by demons and sick, that is, benumbed and unable to rise, and though they had shepherds, yet they were as though they had them not. Chrysostom. This is an accusation against the rulers of the Jews, that being shepherds they appeared like wolves, not only not improving the multitude, but hindering their progress. For when the multitude marveled and said, This was never so seen in Israel, these opposed themselves, saying, He casteth out demons by the prince of demons. Rigmig. But when the Son of God looked down from heaven upon earth to hear the groans of the captives, straight a great harvest began to ripen, for the multitude of the human race would never have come near to the faith, had not the author of human salvation looked down from heaven. And it follows, Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Gloss. The harvest are those men who can be reaped by the preachers, and separated from the number of the damned, as grain is beaten out from the chaff, that it may be laid up in granaries. Jerome. The great harvest denotes the multitude of the people, the few laborers, the want of instructors. Rigmig, for the number of the apostles was small in comparison of so great crops to be reaped. The Lord exhorts his preachers, that is, the apostles and their followers, that they should daily desire an increase of their number. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Chrysostom. He privately insinuates himself to be the Lord, for it is he himself who is Lord of the harvest. For if he sent the apostles to reap what they had not sown, it is manifest that he sent them not to reap the things of others, but what he had sown by the prophets. But since the twelve apostles are the laborers, he said, Pray ye the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers into his harvest.
and notwithstanding he added none to their number but rather he multiplied those twelve many times not by increasing their numbers but by giving them more abundant grace rigmig or he then increased their number when he chose the seventy and two and then when many preachers were made what time the holy spirit descended upon the believers chrysostom he shows us that it is a great gift that one should have the power of rightly preaching in that he tells them that they ought to pray for it also we are here reminded of the words of john concerning the threshing floor and the fan the chaff and the wheat hilary figuratively when salvation is given to the gentiles then all cities and towns were enlightened by the power and entrance of christ and escaped every former sickness and infirmity the lord pities the people troubled with the violence of the unclean spirit and sick under the burden of the law and having no shepherd at hand to bestow on them the guardianship of the holy spirit but of that gift there was a most abundant fruit whose plenty far exceeded the multitude of those that drank thereof how many soever take of it yet an inexhaustible supply remains and because it is profitable that there should be many to minister it he bids us to ask the lord of the harvest that god would provide a supply of reapers for the ministration of that gift of the holy spirit which was made ready for by prayer this gift is poured out upon us from god end of chapter nine